things are evolving rapidly on the streets in Beirut. You have multiple resignations. You have ministries that have been taken over at different times the last 24 hours. You have um, developments just happening literally on the ground, uh, political maneuvering, politicians sort of hedging themselves, and it's in a state of flux at the moment. I'll only just hone in on one issue. Uh, I think there is change on the horizon, and I think that uh, the, uh, the post-war order is turning into something different. It did change in 2005, and it's changing again in 2020. And I'm going to say this is probably an unpopular opinion. Um, as toxic as the system is, whatever replaces it, or whatever it turns into, whatever's the next stage in Lebanese history, uh, it'll be as bad, if not worse, unless Hezbollah is addressed. And you're going to have people always saying that this ammunitions dump is just born out of pure corruption and mismanagement and all of that, incompetency, you name it. Uh, and at the same time, the port is at best indirectly sort of uh, controlled by Hezbollah, and at worst, um, it is a sort of under Hezbollah security portfolio. They're heavily involved. All of the problems that face Lebanon in the post-Civil War order, all of them, the, the thuggery of Lebanese politicians, the pure corruption, I mean corruption at levels that have just, they've, they've been so shocking, it, it happens in many dysfunctional countries, and Lebanon really shines in that sense. Absolute corruption. And uh, kicking the can down the road in every sense of the word, every sense of the phrase, I mean, really just sort of trying to put the burden on another entity in the Republic, on another ministry, just sort of a hands-off approach, letting Lebanon degenerate into an ungovernable state. That is only half the story. The other half is what prevents Lebanon from functioning like a normal country. And Hezbollah, I do not want them to come out victorious, after a huge explosion that tore half of Beirut apart. There's no sense in preserving the status quo of Hezbollah if we're going to change Lebanon, because that only means changing Lebanon for a situation that will inevitably crash once again. And that's all Lebanon has been doing, crashing over and over and over. The Lebanese Republic never really had the chance to even try and become a normal country. All you have today are the direct and indirect consequences of Hezbollah. And we can name these people. The president, the, uh, the, the man who just may exit his life in a burning country once again. He left 31, 30 years ago. He, uh, he left Baabda, uh, embarrassed, humiliated, launching wars left and right, unable to defeat the Syrian army, clearly, unable to contain 
the Lebanese forces. Ashrafiyye was severely damaged, and here you have it again, you know, an Ashrafiyye that's severely damaged, and he's still in Baghdad. That man who fought the Syrians, who stayed away for 15 years in exile, screaming and shouting at Pax Syriana, at this sort of Syrian hegemony over Lebanon, and he's a critic of Hezbollah, comes back to Lebanon and cozies up to two things, Assad and Hassan Nasrallah, preserving his longevity. He's a, he's a consequence of Hezbollah. Nabih Birri, the most unattractive politician possible, a man who's, I think, probably, uh, I mean, his role as Speaker of Parliament is sort of the, the last uh, accomplishment, the, the most insignificant accomplishment on his list. He turned uh, thuggery, uh, mafia-like bribery, intimidation, and uh, just pure, uh, pure corruption into, you know, a brand, and he represents it. Saad Hariri, who, you know what, inherited a legacy. Whatever you think about his father, doesn't matter. He inherited something. A man, Harafi Hariri, who died, who died trying to pull Lebanon out of that quagmire. Whatever you think of his domestic politics, whatever you think about the debt, whatever, whatever you think about Solidaire, all of that stuff. That aside, Saad Hariri inherited something. He inherited a Lebanon leaving the Syrian era and the Syrian army exiting the country and an independent Lebanon for the first time since the Civil War and his biggest accomplishment has been resignation. Compromise after compromise after compromise. Resignation, resignation, resignation. And then cozying up to two devils, the son-in-law of the president and Hassan Nasrallah and returning to the stage in 2016 in, an, in, a, in a shape that was so embarrassing, and um, I think his survival depended on it. An indirect consequence of Hezbollah. The man uh, would not return to the stage without Hezbollah's blessing. And actually, towards the end, Hezbollah really wanted him to stay. That is pure hostage-like. That, that is so... That is, that is Hezbollah's dominion over Lebanon. Criticize Hariri all you want, Criticize Had Hariri to the last day you live. And yes, the man resigned, which was great. That was the first step in the right direction. And at the end of the day, we have Hassan Dieb, a byproduct of Hezbollah's uh, dominion. And shouting and screaming that this is not a Hezbollah government. I'm sorry. Any government that exists in the current setup is going to be a Hezbollah consequence. You know what, the list is long, and there's no need to go into all of them, but these are clear examples, and the Lebanese army cannot do its job. Even if you have intelligence at the port, even if, have, if you have individuals that want to actually get rid of this and fix a very, very dangerous situation, they're going to be sidelined, because Hezbollah has the final say. Now, all that is the legacy. I mean, that is how Lebanon wobbles and, and falls today. And that's how Lebanon is perhaps permanently injured. But um, I don't want to see the system change with that group maintaining its status quo.
one foot in, one foot out. A regime, a government, whatever you want to call it, a system that protects their interests and lets them do their, their, uh, their dirty work. And then you have the worst forms of Lebanese politicians uh, governing the rest, governing all the things that Hezbollah doesn't care about. Electricity, trash, environment, whatever. All things that represent the worst <laughs> Lebanese era. Uh, this is a uh, byproduct of Hezbollah. Should be said loud and clear. And uh, there are brave pro protesters who are saying these things, and there are many slogans being chanted, and there are many things that are being shared online to that effect. But I think, uh, I think, and I say this, I know this is not a, maybe it's not a, a popular thing to say, but I don't think corruption is Lebanon's curse. And I don't think the system is Lebanon's curse either. It's a bad system, it's an ugly system, and it's an outdated model, and it should go. Something else should take its place. But uh, Lebanon will never be a country where you can hold politicians to account, where you can hold the state to account, and expect fundamental change. It will never be, as long as you have something like Hezbollah that could potentially emerge from one of the most disastrous explosions to ever hit Beirut could come out clean. In 2020, whoever's left in this republic is either a direct or indirect consequence of Hezbollah. The brave souls who tried to warn that this is a very explosive situation um, were just cast aside. Silenced. It is time for the system to change fundamentally. That is true. And it is time to hold people to account. It's long overdue. And it is time to demand a healthier relationship between Lebanese citizens and the Lebanese Republic. All that is true. And this kind of incident should shake everyone to their core. It should also expose Hezbollah. And Lebanese ministers resigning, MPs resigning, ministries are taken over at times. Protests are are protesters are pushing and pushing and pushing, and things are very, very, very turbulent. And people are dying, people are getting injured as a consequence of where we are. And uh, it'll be a big accomplishment if uh, if many of the worst representatives of modern Lebanon run away out of fear. Um, but that accomplishment will only be put in perspective if Hezbollah is not addressed. It is high time that this group has no involvement in security or foreign policy. No involvement. And you can look back on them with pure nostalgia all the time if you want when the Israelis were in Lebanon if you want. I mean, that is the Syrian uh, dominion years that tolerated the final group to remain armed and all other groups to be disarmed. So you want to look at them with that sort of, uh, in that sort of uh, romantic view? Please do. 
That's history. Israelis left in 2000. 20 years later, you have a monster. I just really hope, I really hope that whatever Lebanon turns into uh, after 2020 is not an uglier version of the Lebanon that I grew up in. And um, I really hope that uh, this group is held to account. They've gotten away with too much. They got away with my father's assassination. I'm permanently scarred from this, but I'm one person. My family, people that knew him, people that loved him, were scarred. I'm scarred. I'm permanently damaged. Beirut dealt with a mushroom cloud explosion, shook buildings to, to really just to crumble and fall and kill uh, innocent Lebanese living their lives in a country that is suffering all the time and they die or they get injured and their property is gone they're scarred I think all of us are scarred from that in various degrees anyone who watched that explosion who has some sympathy for Lebanon I think is scarred but if you really really are invested in that country and care about Lebanon this is lifelong injury so uh, all the things that brought us to that explosion I mean are are on the table and I, I hope the the corrupt leaders um, are thrown away I hope the indirect uh, consequences of Hezbollah are thrown away too I hope everyone that maintained some political power with Hezbollah's blessing and anyone who did a dirty dance with them anyone who signed deals with them or or anyone who sort of assumed power under their under their oversight um, I hope they're all thrown away but I'd like that group to change fundamentally there's no excuse simply no excuse for Lebanon to host that monster any longer Lebanon has been a hostage for way too long and I think um, it's time we broke free Thank you.